Hi, this is Jim Swilly. Welcome to Metron Live. Metron is a Greek word that means sphere of influence. I believe in living your best life possible, and that's the reason for this podcast. This is my Metron. Now let me help you discover yours. <laughs> You're in my house, so I forget I'm, I'm on the World Wide Web. Anyway, um, there's a scripture uh, in Proverbs. I refer to it a lot. Uh, it's Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. And, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess so, Leslie. Wasn't that cool, Leslie, that thing I sent you this week of the, um, it looked like a guy was not parasailing, but maybe hang gliding, and that hawk came and landed. It was a hawk or an eagle. It looked like a hawk to me. Landed right on the perch there. That was so cool. I don't like heights, but that was beautiful. Uh, Inspirational. Anyway, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. uh, Usually, uh, we quote it out of the um, uh, King James Version, which says, Oh, yeah. Thank you, Leona. I appreciate that. He's, he's doing really good. It's, it's a, a miracle, frankly, with the journey that he's had. Um, it's really astounding. Anyway, um, Proverbs 4.23 is, uh, it says, out, it says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. And, you know, the word issue in the scripture usually means river. The woman with the issue of blood uh, has to do with a flow. Um, So basically what that Proverbs is saying is um, live your life from the inside out. Like be careful what's on the inside because ultimately the inside will affect the outside. The interior world is the matrix for the exterior uh, world. Exterior world. Uh, the, The flow, life is... A flow out of Jesus said, John chapter seven, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So um, there's a lot of scriptures along that line. Even um, the word, uh, Melissa, I think you're on here. Uh, I think you had posted something years ago. I remember about the word affluent has to do with the word flow. It's affluent. Uh, I'm, I'm very fascinated with the way the meaning of words. Um, so Proverbs 4.23 is definitely one of my go-to verses that I refer to a lot. But I believe very much in living from the inside out. Um, but I was reading it today. I was reading some other translations, and this really caught my attention. It's the There's a couple of translations that say it this way. One of them is actually a children's translation. But there's another translation... Um, Translations fascinate me because uh, the people who translate are, are linguists who really try to tap into the meaning of the word. They don't just uh, interpret the word like black and white. They, they consider everything. They consider uh, context, um, the audience that was being addressed, who was writing it. Uh, if there's any disputes about authorship, 
um, one thing that made the NIV very powerful years ago is that it was uh, when they first put it out, new, the New International Version, they put together this huge um, uh, congress of Bible translators who all sort of contended and decided which uh, word meant what. So there was a, their whole idea was safety in numbers, but really King James did that in 1603. He put together, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, British linguists who uh, who came up with the King James Version. King James Version is not, when people say it's the authorized version, it's only authorized if you lived in England in the 17th century and James was your king. But it is definitely the most uh, widely read, the one that we're most familiar with, which is why when I quote a verse out of another translation, I usually will say in the King James, it says it this way, so that you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but in the, there's one called the New Century Version, the, N, the NCV. And there's several um, websites, Bible Gateway, Bible Hub. Uh, I was on a different one this morning. I forget which one it was. But there's a lot of, um, one of my favorites is uh, studybible.info because they've got some more obscure ones. And... Um, Oh, really? Wow. Confirmation for you, Donnie. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's funny. There's a lot of confirmation this morning, and I don't really feel all that confirmation friendly, but I guess I'm going to have to get with the program, but that's awesome. Anyway, um, there's a lot of Bible websites that have, you can look at a verse in a lot of different translations which is really cool, especially if you're wanting to understand the essence of something. I've explained this to you before, how there's technically a difference between a paraphrase and a translation. Like if you read the Amplified Bible, you'll see there's some things in parentheses and some things in brackets. And technically, the parentheses is a direct translation. The brackets are a paraphrase, which really, when I was doing Gospels in the Now, I talked to a, a man who worked with, I think he worked with Tyndall, but this guy was, he, he was a missionary that went into countries where they didn't even have written alphabets and helped uh, translate the Bible for them. So I asked him, we, we talked, uh, I'd given into his, his ministry, and um, I said, let me ask you, I said, am I just asking for trouble to try to do a Bible paraphrase? Uh, I mean, I, I know the Bible, but that's I don't have degrees in. I mean, I've got a ministerial degree, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm not technically a linguist. Somebody who has studied that, and and uh, he said, "Well, truth be told, every translation is technically a paraphrase because even when you're translating a word, you still have to decide which. It's it's like one word has. 50 synonyms, you know, so anyway, um, so that kind of gave me the green light to do Gospels in the Now, and, and I'm, I'm proud of it. You know, one day I may finish the New Testament, but the, the Gospels are definitely available. Available at jimswilliebooks.com and on amazon.com. Anyway, um, so 
This caught my eye today. Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life or the flow of life. But in the New Century Version, it says it this way. It says, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Interesting how sometimes a, a verse of scripture will use heart and mind interchangeably, like in the King James where he says, uh, um, where your treasure is, your heart will be also, Matthew chapter 6. Uh, in the Kaboris manuscript, it says, uh, where your treasure is, your thoughts will be. So that's a whole other conversation to have about thoughts and where do thoughts come from? And, you know, if you've ever studied quantum physics and the observer effect and what, who is actually do the, doing the thinking, it's not, it's not technically your brain that is thinking. The thoughts come from somewhere else. The brain processes the thoughts, but thoughts uh, begin somewhere else. And, and it's interesting when you read some of these ancient scriptures where these people didn't have the technology or the understanding of science that we have now, they really confirm a lot of things. Like one thing that's interesting about the Aramaic is that the people who wrote the, uh, the scriptures in the, the language that Jesus spoke seem to have an awareness of the idea of the subconscious, which technically we always, you know, we thought that we didn't even know we had a subconscious until Freud came along. But then we go back and look under the, you know, the umbrella of modern psychiatry. We look at some of these scriptures in some of these older languages. Aramaic's one of the, one of the, if not the oldest language. It's older than Hebrew. Um, and the, the way they, uh, the way the, the scriptures were interpreted, they seem to have an understanding of the subconscious, which is really what I'm talking about. You know, your heart is really the, uh, I'm not talking about the, the muscle that, you know, pumps blood through your body, but it's, um, the heart is your center. It's your, uh, it's your spirit. It's your, um, it's the hard drive. It's, it's what determines, uh, what's happening in your life. So I've, you know, I've taught on thoughts for years. Um, you know, there's always Romans 12, uh, be not conformed, verse one and two, be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may uh, prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Or Paul writing to the Galatians and saying, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Or the prophet saying, um, uh, he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. A lot about mind, the renewing of the mind, transformation of the mind. Um, even uh, Third John 2, you, uh, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. And back in the Word of Faith days, we used to really talk about there's a difference between the soul and the spirit, uh, that the soul is your mind, will, and emotions. And um, there is uh, scriptural um, backup to say that there is possibly a division between soul and spirit, like... Uh, Hebrews 4.12 is, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So there's a lot of, you can't get too technical about spiritual realities. 
when you start when you start trying to uh, over intellectualize them, you you tap into a different system. Spiritual things have to be discerned spiritually; they can't be discerned intellectually. But um, even um, what was it? First Thessalonians five twenty three says, "I pray that your your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord." So there, there seems to be some New Testament indication that soul and spirit may be two different things. And, and the way we used to teach it back in the day is that the Word of God divides your mind from your heart so that you can move from your heart. Sometimes your thoughts get in the way and uh, your heart knows the truth. And, and, and I have a tendency to still teach that way. I mean, I, you know, I write a lot in my meditations about your internal GPS system and the power of intuition and, and learning to trust your gut, trust your instinct, what we have used to call walking in the spirit. Really, that's what they call in, in Star Wars, what they talked about, the force, uh, and you know, like disconnecting from your thoughts and trusting the force. All of that, um, I can make a case and have made a case. I did a whole series uh, at Metron, May the Force Be With You, and that's what we're talking about. So... Um, you know, all those things are good to be reminded of. Um, it's important to remind yourself of, uh, in Hebrews, he says, um, we need to give the more earnest heed to the things which, which we have learned less by any means we let them slip. So faith comes by hearing, uh, Romans ten seventeen. faith comes by hearing and not having heard, but hearing and hearing by the word of God, whatever you hear on a regular basis you will believe. The reason this country is, you know, short of a miracle is on the verge of a civil war is because different groups of people are hearing completely different versions of reality. And it's 24 hours uh, news cycles. Not everybody that calls themselves news is actually news, but whether that's an argument for another day. But the point is, whatever you listen to on a regular basis, ultimately you're going to believe. Which is why you have to really be careful what you say, because you hear you more than you hear anybody else. Which brings me to really what I want to talk about today. Um, one reason, one reason I considered not even talking, doing this today, is I have a situation that I'm processing and working through, and. One of the strengths of my ministry is that I'm very transparent. You know, whatever's happening in my life comes out in my ministry. It always has. Uh, when my kids were growing up, if they did something, I don't know, precocious or funny, or sometimes they would say, Dad, please don't let this end up in one of your sermons. And I would be like, look, you live in my house. I'm paying for everything. I'm preaching sometimes 16 times a week, Any, anything's fair game. I'm, I'm always looking for content. So if you're going to live in my house, you just need to know that comes with the territory. Uh, you know, I'll try not to traumatize you, but, um, you know, you work it out in therapy later. But if it's, if it's a good, if it, if it makes a good point, I'm probably going to use it. And, um, uh, Ken has learned that, <laughs> that he gets he gets in a lot of my sermons. Oh, he he tickled me yesterday because he was. I love his colloquial. He's sitting right here. He's hearing me. Uh, I love his colloquialisms. 
the, you know, ju they're just classic vintage Southern. And he used one yesterday that I'd never heard him use before in all these years. Uh, he's talking about this app that he, he's going on where people were, uh, they were all, it was a, a hub where people could complain about a particular community. And there was something that everybody didn't like. And he said, he said, man, they were giving them down in the country. I said, wait, what'd you say? He said, they were giving them down in the country. I said, what, did, what does that mean? Does that mean like they were giving them hell? He said, yeah. I said, well, I thought I'd heard all of your stuff. But they give it. So now you know. You take it straight from the southern gentleman's mouth. When, you, when somebody's giving you a hard time, like they, get, they, they were giving me down in the country. I, had never, I never even heard my... He says a lot of things that my grandmother used to say. I, I hadn't even heard that one. So there's still... <laughs> There's still more Southernisms I have not, uh, I am yet to learn. Anyway, um, I wasn't going to even share this because uh, I don't like to energize certain things. And yes, they are Ken Marshallisms. Yeah. And some of them are absolutely like years ago, he said something about a couple that was breaking up and he said they just didn't jihaw anymore. And I said, what does that mean? And I looked it up, and it actually is an agricultural term, like in, in nautical, where they have different words for right and left. With um, when you're using a mule to or whatever you use to plow, the G and the haw are like right and left; they're two different directions. So when somebody doesn't jihaw, <laughs> it's like it's like Amos three three: How can two walk together unless they be agreed? But anyway. I'm stalling because I'm, I'm still circling the airport on this one. Let me, let me just say it because if I don't tell you what's going on, it's going to affect my ability to speak, so I just need to tell you. And um, once I get it out there, it won't be such a big deal. And I don't want to make it a big deal. But anyway, uh, so a few weeks ago I had an um, uh, annual physical and um, he told me there's a couple of things I was, he said, I want you to do, uh, he said, you're overdue for a colonoscopy and uh, I want you to go get a, um, it's not, they didn't use the term echocardiogram. It's a, it's like a, it's an imaging thing. It's like you go to this imaging center. It's like an MRI specifically for your heart. And um so I did that last week, I, Friday, before we drove up to Meditation Weekend, I did the hard thing. I didn't get the results back. When we got back, I had to start my prep for the colonoscopy. I did that Tuesday, and that was fine. There was no issues with that. Uh, but Thursday of this week, um, <laughs> the nurse, I don't want to throw her under the bus. You know, I'm sure some of you are in the medical profession, and you deal with a lot of stuff. It's just that she was clearly calling me on her lunch hour and what she was telling me was with a mouthful of food as she's chewing and very um, sort of um, in a cavalier way says, uh, here's the results from your um, uh, your heart scan or whatever it is. You have a, a thoracic aneurysm. And I was like, what? Excuse me? And so she slows down, swallows a little bit of food, because she's like, you have a thoracic aneurysm. I'm like, excuse me, could you, could you repeat that, please? And so by the fourth time she says it, she's slowly over-pronouncing thoracic aneurysm. 
I said, ma'am, I understand the words you're saying. I'm, I'm trying to ask, what exactly does that mean? That's kind of a surprise. And, uh, you know, I've done lots of funerals for people who had aneurysm. So um, I'm trying not to freak out, but could you give me a little more detail? And she said, um, well, the doctors were busy, but he'll call you later. As of yet, he still has not found the time to call me. So um, I know better than to self-diagnose with Google, but I just did not know the term. So I'm Googling it. And you know how when you're Googling certain articles, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's, it's, it's a... It's a automatic response I have when something is um, potentially terrifying. You know, you're reading some articles and, and you're expecting the articles to be like, nothing to worry about. Not so. Everything I was reading, it was like every phrase had instant death, instant death, instant death. They just kept like everyone, like sudden death, instant death, like just I'm scrolling down and it's sudden death, sudden death, sudden death. Like there's no prep for it. There's no symptoms. It's just it pops and you drop. And I said, well, then, um, okay, that's a lot to process. So I have a friend who's a, a recently retired doctor. And uh, so I called him and I said, uh, the nurse, I mean, she had a mouthful of food, but apparently she was trying to tell me I have a thoracic aneurysm. Do I need to be concerned about that? And he said, well, how big is it? I said, I don't, she didn't say a size. Uh, and he was telling me the dimensions, you know, if they stay at this size, you're okay. When they get to a certain size, you know, it's definitely life-threatening. And... Um, uh, so he was telling me that his partner uh, has one and I said, well, what's he doing? He said, well, he's having open heart surgery next month. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of terms that, uh, were not in on my radar screen 30 minutes ago. So, um, he said, you need to go actually see a cardiologist. And he, yesterday he sent me the, uh, the, name and number of a, of a good one, which I, I will reach out to. I'm still, I, I'm still kind of in, um, stunned mode, you know? And, uh, so, and I'm being careful what I say about it. Please understand. I, I believe everything I've ever said about the words of your mouth. It's just, it was so extreme. It, like, you know, like with a heart attack, you can have that and live. People have heart attacks all the time and live and, you know, they have to alter their lifestyle or whatever. You have a little bit of a warning. You have a little bit of a time to call 911, a little bit of a time to go into CCU. Not with this. It's just like boom, boom, boom. You know, it's like, that's it. It's like, and you're going. And um, so I called him and I said, well, I need to tell you what the doctor just said. Um, he was staying out there during the week. I said, I'm, I'm assuming I'll still be here tomorrow night when you get here, but... You know, just in case, I need to tell you, you know, thank you for these last 11 years. They, you know, they've been awesome. And uh, he was like, don't say that. I said, no, I'm not saying that's going to happen. It's just every article I just read was the word instant was just like in every paragraph. And um, so, uh, and then I, I, I called, I needed to call him anyway. Uh 
so I called Howie and I said, I texted him. I said, are you back from your um, uh, cruise yet? And he said, yes. And I, so I called him and I, it's not like I blurted it right out. We talked about, I said, how was your trip? Whatever. And then he said, what's going on with you? And I told him and, and he got emotional and, um, I don't think he's on here this morning, but he said, I speak back everything, every word of life you've ever spoken to me over the years. And it was like, I really, you know, needed that kind of, you know, just positivity like that. And, um, and he said, you know, anything could happen. To, he said, I'm on these ships all the time. Anything could happen to either of us at any time. And if, if, if God forbid it ever does, uh, he said, just so you know, we, we've left nothing unsaid. I mean, you know how much I love you and always have and vice versa. And so that was really good. And I called Avery and I said, I don't think anything's going to happen, but in case I don't see you again, uh, you know, thank you for all these years of, I mean, and it's not that I'm being, um, negative about it. It's just that this is what I'm, this is where I'm going with this because, Yesterday, in my Facebook memories, was a meme that I had posted a couple of years ago. It says, don't believe everything you think. And I was like, thank you, 2021 me, for posting that, because 2023 me is having to deal with some thoughts. You know, Proverbs 4.23 is, be careful what you think, because your thoughts run your life. And uh, that was, I really, really needed that word. I, I really needed that word to say, just because you're thinking it doesn't necessarily mean you believe it. Um, but, you know, I did a conference call with my kids. I said, I don't, I'm not trying to be a drama queen about this. I just, I, I just need to tell you all all this right now. I don't think anything's about to happen this minute. But... I, you know, I I need to have a conversation with you all about several things we've never talked about. Like we've never talked about what to do. I mean, there, you know, you've got a I've got a life insurance policy for y'all, uh, but I need to update my will and and we need to decide, you know, about burial and stuff like that. My thing is is you know I've just thought I'm, my words are too creative. If I, if I start planning it, it'll happen. And I think in my head I thought well. There's no way I could go before mom. So, I'm, you know, once she goes, then I'll think about this stuff. And she has convinced me that she's not going anywhere until her dogs die. And those dogs look, I mean, they're like 100 years old and look like they're still going to be here for a while. The black one was supposed to die three, before, before dad died, the black one was dying. And she's still, you know, running around. So, I don't, I don't know. Um... Um, but what I, I told, um, Ken, we went out to have lunch with his, uh, family yesterday out in Edenton and, uh, cause I've, I've made several jokes, you know, cause he's, when he said, I don't think I'm going to be at the meditation weekend. I said, well, you know, neither of us may be. I mean, I know it shouldn't be joking like that. It's just, you know, I, 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 I need to stop. And I will just allow me a minute to process it in the way my brain does. But what I told him, I said, you know, this is what's concerning me about my own thoughts or my own words. I have said so many times 
in the last three years. I do not want to have a long lingering. Like I've said to my kids more times than I can count, I do not want y'all to go through with me what I went through with dad. That was horrible. It was those last five years, especially that last year was unimaginably hard. I don't want y'all to go through that. Ken took care of his mom. For, she had Alzheimer's for six years. It was a complete six years he devoted to taking care of her, which he has no regrets for. But, my, you know, my mom's had Parkinson's for eight years. And, you know, I've, I've said so many times, I don't want to have some long, drawn-out thing. I'm thinking, my God, have I spoken some instantaneous exit out of here because I've said so much like no I don't want to go through that I don't want to go through months of chemotherapy the the upside to a, a slow going away is you got time to make some decisions and talk to people and and have some closure and you know when you've got something like this it's just like whatever you're gonna say you better say it now and that's not necessarily a bad thing I'm not I, I don't know that I want to lose that sense of um, immediacy because none of us has, you know, forever uh, in in this dimension. But I did think, you know, man, my words are so freaking powerful. I hope I haven't, you know, expedited my exit out of here because I've said so much. I'm like, well, maybe let me retract that. Maybe that's something that's like a little slower. Could we slow it down just a little bit? And of course, you know, Christina's texting me saying, you need to be walking every day, which I, I mean, I've been doing the treadmill. But it's like, I don't know that this is a kind of thing that, this isn't like other heart stuff. It's not like, it's not like saying you have a, a blocked artery or something. There's something you can do. It's like, well, this is just like, well, keep an eye on it and believe for the best. I mean, that's, there's, I mean, there's some things you can do that will just help your health overall. But this is just like, you know, um, got a time bomb in you, you know? And, and so the reason I'm sharing it today is because there's no way it, I can't, here's my problem. I've, I've told too much truth. You know, when you, I, you do better in the ministry when you don't tell the truth, <laughs> you have bigger churches, you get, bigger gigs. When you tell the truth, um, you create a whole other thing. And you can't tell a little bit of the truth. I mean, you have to tell all of it. So this is what I'm going through. And I'm not even in fear about it. It's just really affected my paradigm on everything. Because everything I see, I think, well, is this the last time I'm going to look at it? I mean, I don't know. And it's make, I don't know that that's necessarily a negative thing. I mean, I think maybe... Not that I was taking life for granted, but it definitely has taken the appreciation thing up a notch. You know, like everything I experience, like, well, will this be the last time I experience this? And if it is, then I need to, you know, really enjoy the heck up, you know. I mean, I, I thought, well, I better carpe the heck out of that diem, you know, because I'm not sure how many diems I got left. And... um you know the the positive thing is in it's not like she said you need to get in here right now i mean she said like right now it's nothing to worry about he says we'll keep an eye on it you know so yes of course that's positive that they didn't just you know rush me right in for some procedure 
but it is also something that you know is there. And thank you, Ed. Um, it is something you know that you're there. And it's easy for people to say, ah, oh, worry about it. Well, you know, okay, I'm not sure, you know, if you have all the information I have, but I can't just pretend like that's not a reality. So, what's that got to do with me teaching today? Well, when I read that day before yesterday, don't believe everything you think, that was a real word for me. Because thoughts are things. I remember years ago, you know that that um, there's a quote, um, Gandhi said, said it in one way, but several people are, are credited with this, um, with this quote. And, uh, thank you, Pam. Um, it's the thing, uh, thoughts become things. No, thoughts become words. Words become deeds. Deeds become habits. Habits become character. Character becomes destiny. Uh, I mean, I've used it in at least a couple of my books, I think. And, uh, and, and it's true. I remember years ago, <laughs> that's right, Galen, <laughs> carpe, the he- carpe the hell out of it. Anyway, um, I went to this, this megachurch pastor has gone on to the other side now, but I remember going to a seminar uh, of pastors at his church uh, I, I remember paying $1,500 to go. And uh, the, man, the pastor of the church who was passed on, he, um, he was not the teacher of this. He brought in a, a well-respected teacher who, you know, who I know. But he got up and he said, um, thoughts become words, words become... He said that whole thing. Well, like... None of these pastors had ever heard that. They were all like, wait, 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 what? They're all writing it down. Wait a minute, thoughts become... It's like they couldn't believe it. Like they, they were like slain in the spirit. They never heard anything like it. And I'm like, you know, that's a really famous quote. I mean, it's in two of my books that you could have bought. If you're this excited about it, I could have saved you $1,500. My book's on sale right now for fifteen. You could have heard the exact same thing. Furthermore, you can Google it. It's all over something called the internet. I don't know if you've heard of it. But anyway, they clearly had never, for them, it was worth every penny to hear thoughts become words, words become deeds, deeds become habits, habits become character, character becomes destiny. I thought, uh, wow, I need to get in a different line of work. You know, you could get paid big bucks for saying this to the right audience. <laughs> I think I'm selling my books too cheap. Um, but the but the point is, your th- thoughts are things. Absolutely, the universe does respond to what you're thinking. Am I going to have to get my head together on this? Of course I am. Have I got to stop joking about it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, do I need to get positive and and? speak to my body. Yeah, but I'm also unspeaking some things. I'm like, hey, body, I know I said I didn't want a long, drawn-out, you know, death, but I didn't mean something quite this instantaneous. You know, like, I don't want to be on the martyr train, you know, like, now I'm aware, 
you know, like what, what I look like every time I leave. Because I think, well, if they found me, I got to make sure, you know, it's, I can't. I'm just being honest. You can regurgitate to me the things that I've taught, which I agree. I stand by everything I've taught. It's just that when you hear this, you think, oh, this is a real thing I'm going to have to process and figure out and deal with. And, of course, I'm, you know, it, if it's... Um, um, yeah, don't remind me, Carl. <laughs> I know people hear my stuff for free. Um, good, that's good for y'all. Uh, but um, of course, I'm going to have to get my second win with this, and I will. Um, but I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. Um, you know, this, this is what I'm trying to do with it. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to turn it into something proactive. To say, uh, all right, I don't know that this is going to fix this, but you need to start exercising again and stop using your shoulder as an excuse. Uh, because your shoulder is that you could still walk, you could still ride a bike, you could still swim. There's all kind of things. You you know, this is you've completely overreacted to this shoulder thing. So. You know, of course, I've got to, you know, of course, I need to lose some weight. Of course, you know, all those things. So I'm so with that. Um, agreed, Avery. I, pre, I, I, I received that. I appreciate that. Um, and good point. Your point is well taken. Um, so I'm trying to see it as I'm trying to turn it into something positive. Because in all reality, no, nobody knows when it's going to be their last day. I've shared this with you before, but it, some, something came up the other day that made me think of it. We used to support um, Safe House Ministry over here on Ellis Street. We gave them money every month. Um, but also sometimes we would come and do like, a, you know, we'd, we'd provide dinner for the homeless people there. So one, some of y'all might have been at this one. We we did a thing there, and um, we we had been there all day. I don't remember what we served them, but we you know we provided the food, and our people went out there and served the homeless. And it was a very it was a very sweet day. It was very it was a very positive experience. And this is when I was married before. Uh, so we, it was getting towards the end of the day and people, you know, kind of shutting down. And so Debbie and I were going to leave. So we start walking to, uh, our car. It was parked down the street on Ellis. And I'm, I always look both ways and I'm walking out. And just as I did, somebody said, bye Bishop. And so I turned back to say bye. And in the... I swear to you, in the two seconds it took um, to turn back around, a bus came like a bat out of hell. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, this bus was so close to me, it's like a, my nose virtually grazed it. And it happened so quick, nobody even saw it. I don't even think Debbie saw it. It's like everybody was talking and, I, you know, I'm just, there's no traffic around. I'm, you know, saying goodbye. And by the time I turned back around, I nearly stepped right into 
I mean, there's no way I would have survived it. There was a big, huge uh, martyr bus coming through. And it's like it came out of nowhere and, and virtually disappeared. And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so she asked me, she said, what's wrong with you? I said, you didn't just see that bus? She says, I wasn't looking. I was talking to somebody. I said, well, I just nearly stepped right into it. And um, I remember that whole day thinking, God, what would, what would have happened if I, you know, if just a nanosecond later. And of course, everybody has, if every day you're on the expressway, you're having close calls like that. Like I remember, I've told you this before, but years ago we took a group, we used to go down to Peru. And we did missionary work down there and worked with Habitat for Humanity. and So one year I took a group of people down the Amazon and we had, um, there was a guy who was a, a survivalist. He was like a survivalist teacher. Like some of these guys that sometimes go to Africa for big game hunting, they would come down there to the Amazon and he would train them how to live in the jungle. And... Um, uh, so he was lecturing us, a local Peruvian guy. Uh, he, he did speak some English, but he was, he's kind of a smart aleck, you know, cause he told me he was going to put a, uh, he, he had put a tarantula on one pastor and that everybody thought it was so funny. I said, Freddie, I'm going to tell you something. If you put a tarantula on me, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you in front of people in my church and I don't care. I don't care. I mean, if I go to prison, that's fine. But you're not going to put a freaking tarantula on me. So we already were just getting kind of like, he said, you never know. It's like, I suggest that you don't. And so in, later in the conversation, he said, he said, some of y'all, you know, without my instruction, you would never survive 24 hours here in the rainforest. You wouldn't know how to survive. And I said, can I say something? I said, I'm not underestimating your ability to teach us how to eat bark and, and you know, avoid anacondas. Um, but here's a thought. Let me spend 24 hours in the rainforest and you drive, you come to Atlanta and drive on 285 at 5 o'clock rush hour traffic. I dare say that my survival instincts, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a little Decatur in me. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of Decatur in me. Oh, not my light over. Um, I said, I dare say my chances of survival would probably be better than yours. And this is something I live in a very different type of jungle that is just as life threatening, believe it or not. It's just that you, you have developed skills in your environment to help you deal with it. And I have developed skills in my environment to know how to, I mean, you think about every time you get on the road, you're going these incredible speeds and these other cars are coming the other direction. They're, they're like that far away from you and we do it every day and don't give it a thought. So we're constantly, you know, right at the edge anyway. So here's what... I'm, I'm trying not to make this all about me. I'm trying to speak to you today, but hopefully you can learn from my example. Let me say this. I will process this. With long life, he satisfies me and shows me his salvation. Uh, I don't rule out the possibility of a miracle. 
um, if Jesus cursed a fig tree and it died, I believe I could tell this thing to disappear. And the next time I go back in, they could say, we don't see it anymore. That's totally within the realm of possibility. And I could get my faith around that. Uh, I don't think I'm about to drop any minute. Um, but, but I, my awareness is heightened that I don't want to leave anybody with a bad conversation. I don't want to say something I regret so much, which that, the, the era of me saying stuff, I wish I had said that's, I kind of don't, I've sort of mastered that now. I've, I've learned the power of words so much that I, I never leave anybody negative. Uh, like if, if something comes up in a conversation, um, what just happened? If something comes up in a conversation, um, that's kind of negative. I, if, if we end our session, I'll say, let's, let's end with something positive. I never want to leave, you know, under a cloud. So I believe all of that. I also totally believe that concept of not believing everything you think. And if you have thoughts that are just very, uh, okay, I received that, Ms. Roz. Thank you. By the way, you're in my memories today, uh, Facebook memories. I received that. Absolutely. Listen, Funny you should mention that because the first scripture I talked about was the issues of life, the river. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in my memory I've gone back to that river and remember because there's no doubt that was that was just a miracle. And um, it, mentally, I can go there and standing on that riverbank is it's definitely uh, a faith boost for me because I think, man, if that could happen, anything can happen. So yes, I received that. I believe that, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm sounding like I'm using levity about it, I am kind of, because it was just, it was just such a shock the way she said it that, you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I said, I didn't think, you know, when somebody mentions, you know, y'all going to go to New York this Christmas and I'm like, well, if I'm still here, Yeah. And I know I need to. I need to remove the if. Nobody needs to um, admonish me on that. I I know that. So I, I'm I'm going to stop. Now that you know, I can get it out and stop talking about it and stop joking about it because the joking thing is just a defense mechanism. Um, and again, it's not even fear as much as it is. Oh, I need to get some stuff in order then. If that's if that's in the realm of possibility, and I don't think that's necessarily negative. Um, and as far as the feeling of immediacy of really making the most of every day, I don't think I want to lose that. I'm going to, I'm going to turn this into a blessing to say, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to waste my time on BS. You know, if you feel like you have limited time, it makes you use your time a little more wisely. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to you know entangle myself with people that just drain you constantly it's life's too short for that because let me tell you something about the people that drain you once they 
get everything out of you. They just move on to the next person and start draining. You can't even, when, you, when you're in a relationship with somebody who's just sucking the life out of you, you can't even be flattered by it because it's not you, it's them. They're going to go on to somebody else and, you know, use them up. So, um, you know, I'm going to be more protective of my time and use it wisely and enjoy every, um, you know, of every um, day. Uh, whether I have, yes, exactly, Maria. Uh, whether I've got, you know, 50 more days or 5,000 more days or 50, I don't know, however long is reasonable. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch what I think. Proverbs 4.23, the New Century Version. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life, and they do. But I'm not going to believe everything that I think, and neither should you, okay? So I fully believe I will be there next Sunday, for those of you that are coming. <laughs> I did. When I took the painting out to Judah, I said, I'm just going to go ahead and put I'm going to bring it now. I mean, I'm believing I'm going to be here on the 5th, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and bring it now while I can. He didn't think that was funny. Um, but anyway, uh, remember, whatever, don't come to the theater next week because we won't be there, okay? Uh, thank you to those of you that still give to the ministry. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, we really need you to stay faithful that we have, you know, we've, um, what you're seeing right here is not all that there is to the ministry. There's still, you know, there's still a monthly outgo that has to be maintained. And um, people have to be paid, including me. Uh, and um, so those of you that have kept up with that, thank you. If you haven't done that, you can go to bishinthenow.com. It's very easy if you give to me uh and put my cash app on there, and I have all the, I have all the um, apps. If you, those of you that want to send personally, and those of you that that do periodically, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, everything's good. I'm fine. I don't need to be bombarded with a whole bunch of medical advice. Uh, I'm going to talk to my doctor and the cardiologist this week. I'm sure I'm going to get a, you know, plan of action that brings best case scenario. So, um, but I just felt like if I didn't tell you this was going on, I would never, um, you know, I just couldn't teach anymore because it's, I can't ignore, an, you know, the elephant in the room when I'm talking. So now that I've got that out of the way, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And uh, I should be back on 11-11 tomorrow night. And all will be well. Um, but if I don't see you again, and, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be modeling, but if in case I don't see you again in person. Thank you for those who have, you know, st stuck with me all these years and for your kind words and your gifts and your support and just for loving me unconditionally, especially those of you that have stayed with me um, uh, in this last tier of my journey. Uh, just I, if, if I didn't tell you thank you, I'm telling you thank you now. If I didn't tell you I love you, I'm telling you I love you now. All right. And um, what's your thoughts? Don't believe everything you think. 
Hope to see you soon. Peace.